overs, unders, spreads, lines, favorites, dogs. We love them all because we love the action. This is Cyclone Fanatics Action Fanatics Podcast. Presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Casino and Resort. Your weekly look at the games and lines we love. Listen in, take notes, and put a little action in play at the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Casino and Resort in Jefferson, Clinton, and Emmitsburg. Visit wildroseresorts.com for more info. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Let's do this! Now, please welcome your hosts, Chris Williams and Todd Kirk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Action Fanatic Podcast here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. My name is Chris Williams. I'm joined, as always, by Todd Kirk. We have a special guest this week, and we'll bring in momentarily. But before we do that, I want to thank our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook at the Wild Rose Casino in Jefferson. Also, uh, you can get the Bet Rivers app through them as well. I always encourage to have a couple different places to play. So that you can uh, check odds, you can check different promos for the day, all that stuff. I had a whale of a time betting on the Super Bowl. Although, Todd, it didn't go well for me. I I was on Kansas City. (laughs) I did well on my props. I just didn't. um, I was way off. I I was on the over in Kansas City, so I had a a tough day. What about you? Yeah, I mean, you you guys saw. I mean, I even tweeted out. My kids wouldn't let me bet Tom Brady. I, you know, I was big on the over. Kansas City just. They didn't show, man. If if, if they show, uh, Tampa Bay scored exactly how many points I thought they would score. Uh, Kansas City didn't. Had some awesome props, dude. Hit that Gronk for a touchdown. Gronk for a touchdown first half. Uh, but losing, at, you know, switching to Kansas City cost me from having a winning Super Bowl, but I didn't lose much. I think it was I lost 18 bucks. Yeah. You know, I, I think I ended up down like 70 or something like that because yeah. my, my props made up for it. But it was fun, though. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the Super Bowl experience just from the facet of there's so many more people betting on the game than normal because of the legalization here in the state of Iowa. That's awesome. And, and it was it was fun to watch everybody bouncing it off of each other. So we thank our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Casino. And as these, this world starts opening up more and more, more people feel more comfortable to go out. I would highly encourage you to go up to the Sportsbook and take in that experience in Jefferson. It is a fantastic time. They have awesome food and, and really good people up there. So well, here they have good cheese balls. Phenomenal. Yes. Phenomenal cheese balls. Uh, you'll get your dairy uh, fix in for the day, I promise you. I'm really excited about this podcast. Uh, this might be my favorite one we've ever done, Todd, because you know and everybody knows that um, I you know, I love talking to me some college football, but there's nothing I love more than racing, auto racing of, of all f- forms, other than the two-wheel stuff. Uh, the guy who's going to join us now likes the two-wheel stuff. I don't I don't get into it much. Uh, but he is Connor Ferguson, and he is running um, 712 Media's alwaysracedaycom now. And he's also, uh, for those of you here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network, Connor covers women's basketball for us and does a great job as well. But this, this Todd, our alwaysracedaycom real quick before I bring Connor in, I want to brag about him, about how good of a job he's doing. Um I, I sent out an email today to a prospective client, and uh, this is crazy numbers in the world of digital media, but our 
um, our website, well, I'm pulling up the wrong one here. Our website, though, the traffic is up like 14,000% or something like that compared to to last year uh, when when we launched the thing. And it's starting to get national attention, and uh, Connor's just doing a bang-up job. Uh, We're daily picking up hundreds of followers on Facebook. And, uh, you know, the world of auto racing just doesn't have a lot of um, coverage out there. So Connor and I are both very passionate about this. And, um, and he's killing it for us. So go and check out alwaysraceday.com. Um, I'm, I own it with 712 Media, and it's a passion play. Uh, we want to we kick ass for the world of local racing and, and national, and Connor's doing a really good job. So, Connor Ferguson, what's up, my man? What's up, guys? How you doing? I'm, I'm great. It's speed weeks, man. What, it's, what about it's you? Season's here. season's here. It uh, It's so cool. This is just like one of the best weeks of the year, just leading up to Daytona and, you know, having NASCAR back, having everyone start up. And we've had so much dirt racing leading up to this that it feels like it's been here for two weeks already. That, I'm in mid-season form. I, I am too. I, I've been talking about that a little bit. Um, I So because of this pandemic, we've all changed the way we watch sports. And auto racing now has all these streaming networks that, but they like, it's like watching like a full five-star production. It's like watching these dirt races on ESPN now. And, you know, Connor and I nightly Todd are texting each other back and forth. Cause I, Connor watches every lap of every race. Like I'm like, Hey, will you, will you call me when the A feature? Yeah. I just want to see the guys that make well, yeah after qualifying because like that comes from NASCAR too is like if yeah. you tune in for the last forty laps of a NASCAR race and you're following the storylines that I'm following you're like what did I miss on you know a hundred laps ago if you do it in dirt racing there's like a wreck and a heat race and some dudes yeah. in twenty fourth that you think's the fastest one there and you're like I, what happened part of the reason I quit going to dirt races as much is because it takes a damn long with all the yellows and stuff so now that I can just sit in my basement and pop it on my 75 inch projector screen it it's <laughs> it's pretty nice but we so we've been locked in but Todd um and this is where I want to bring you in here uh you like action you want oh. action you want action on everything uh did you say like like <laughs> is a like is like very soft that's soft todd kirk is the action fanatic uh, uh, i i want you to kind of take the wheel here at some capacity with this conversation because connor and i are in the weeds you know we're the di- most people are not like me and connor right. you know they they're just not uh, but i do believe we saw last year a major uptick in gambling on NASCAR uh, because for a while it was the only sport going on. Yeah. They were the first out of the gates. Correct. So a lot of people were paying attention to NASCAR. They had, they had uh, primetime races. I thought the Bush clash earlier this week on a Tuesday night was a great move on a road course by NASCAR. Uh, they're doing some dirt races this year. They are becoming the NASCAR. I've always wanted them to be. Uh, we'll see how it turns out this year, but I, I do believe the next five years could be a real sweet spot for this sport. I do not think that the television viewer or the you know attendance will be what it was during the Earnhardt Gordon years, but I think that you're attracting a much younger audience, and I think sports betting is going to play into that quite a bit. Are you are you into this going into the season? 
Yeah, I am. I've always been into Daytona. Um, you know, I've, I've been to two Indy 500s. I know we're talking a different class of car. I love F1 racing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I have. I've not spent a lot of time betting. So, you know, Connor was kind of hitting up. There's been a lot of people on the Action Fanatics Twitter page saying, hey, are you guys going to do something? And like, damn right we will. And yeah. so... I'm glad we're doing this. I watched the race last night. You know, I thought it was nice. They use that course. They just had Daytona 24 hours of Daytona there. Um, you know, it's an interesting dynamic. Obviously, it came down to the last lap, and, and a guy gets pushed, and, and Kurt Busch steals the show, um, wow. which is frustrating. But Daytona is such an interesting race for those watching and maybe those that are new to this because you're talking about – the coolness of going like 200 plus miles an hour in a pack of 20 some cars, it's danger personified. There's no, there's no, to me, there's no skill in this other than really your pit crew kind of timing things out the right way. It honestly, almost anybody can win. This is an outsider. You guys will talk me down, you know, off off that limb, but for the most part, Almost anybody can win. However, you know, if you take a look at it, there are some people that are pretty damn good at Daytona. And and my favorite driver of all time, Dale Earnhardt Jr., was one of those guys, right? Yeah, uh, no doubt about that. Let, let's start here because it's top of mind, Connor, uh, when we get your expertise here. Let's start about let's start on betting, betting the Daytona 500. And then I think we can work into kind of the rest of the season and what we think are some of the key storylines and whatnot, but um, you know, betting the Daytona 500, Connor is a total crapshoot. It, it, I mean, it, it's 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 very rare that the favorite wins. You're gonna have. Uh, I'm gonna pull up the DraftKings sportsbook right now and get some odds on on, on Here, it. Here's a here's a good odds on that, Chris. DraftKings has, and it's a it's a driver that I'm targeting. You know, one of the cool things about NASCAR this year, I'm gonna say two things. One is you have Michael Jordan involved with Denny Hamlin and Bubba Wallace racing the number 23 car, which is really cool. I like Denny Hamlin in this race. He's actually, um, he's finished well here. I believe he's won on this track three, maybe four times. Three times. Three times. So uh, DraftKings has upped his odds for a top, uh, top three finish to plus 333. And that's up from like 225 ish. 225, yeah, because it hasn't updated on my phone. To me, you got a guy who's been who's raced there 30 times. He's finished top three 10 times, so you're at 30% chance. And then you add the odds boost up. You're looking at like a 40% play. Dude, come on. You had me at hello on this. Yeah, one. that seems like a no brainer to at least do it that. Is. Yeah, I I would agree on that. I generally am not a big fan of betting the favorite. <laughs> on these restrictor plates. Connor, I think when you look at the DraftKings boost, you you absolutely have to play that, no doubt, Todd. Uh, good well, call. you I mean, listen, I know how much you guys like Chase. Yeah. Chase Elliott. The, this this kid, Yeah. I, I don't care. Like, here's the thing. On these races, too, some of the cream does rise to the top of NASCAR. You guys know this. Uh, what I love, too, is Bristol's putting freaking dirt on their track. Oh, yeah. So they are doing a dirt race this year. That, that to me... Is going to be incredible, but I'm back to Kyle Larson on that one. Yeah, I can't wait, dude. But the cream does rise their cut. Like Chase I, is not a bad play. Harvick is not. You know, some of these guys are just good 
on these, like you said, Talladega and, and Daytona. Connor, what do you think about um, just your overall thoughts on betting these restrictor, bla- tra- restrictor plate tracks? It's very complicated, and um, uh, let's let's get your opinion. I think Todd's right to an extent. It is a total crapshoot. We've seen you know guys like Trevor Bain, um, Jamie McMurray won uh, a huge Daytona 500 uh, what, eight nine years ago now. It feels like so long ago. Um, but yeah, it, it's a crapshoot, and you know anyone can come out on top. Uh, but when when you look at plate racing and uh, you want to equate it to just the pit crew, it, it's an art to fighting through the draft, knowing when to make the push, knowing when to uh, you know, go to the front and do you want to be in the lead on the, you know, going in the last lap or do you want to be the second car and try to slingshot around? Uh, if you've seen Talladega Nights, that's probably the realest part of that movie, I guess. No doubt. Only, I don't know. Some, some industry people don't like that movie. I love it. But uh, no, I think there's six guys I'm targeting in this one. I don't know what I'm going to do for my final picks, but I think Chase Hamlin, uh, are two big ones. Austin Dillon has performed well. Yeah, he most. has. Yeah, good call. Uh, but I'm pound for pound, my pick to win, and the best play racer in the series right now is Ryan Blaney. There's no doubt in my mind about it. He's been he was, out. I bet him last year in, in the 500. I like that I, call. I think, I think he's going to come home with the win on Sunday for sure. So – not that I'm saying like everyone else doesn't have a chance, but I, I honestly think that he is pound for pound the best plate racer there is in NASCAR. Is he Dale? Is he uh, is he a Blaney's son or is yeah. that yeah. Okay. Dave yeah. Blaney's son? Yeah, the old world of outlaws. Yeah, and he obviously put, raced in Cup for a long time. So I what I like to do in the 500 guys is so Connor uh, Blaney's Connor's guy. Um, Todd's on Todd's on Hamlin. Uh, I already maxed out my twenty five dollars on that Hamlin top three too. By the way, <laughs> you you have to. Uh, you just you have to. Um, so let's say, and I I haven't placed a bet on it. Um, he's one of the favorites. Let's say that I'm going to bet on Chase Elliott. Yes, okay. you will. Um, what I would like to do is I'm going to use Todd's term of sprinkle. Ooh. Okay, and I want to go down um, past the favorites. Yes. So so maybe so maybe I'm going to do a unit on Elliot. Maybe I want to do like three fourths of a unit on a middle guy, um, a guy like a William Byron who is in good equipment and um, is proven to be a pretty good plate driver at plus sixteen hundred. Maybe Kyle Busch at plus fourteen hundred wants to, you want to use that flyer. Maybe can I give more- you a good. Can I give you a good play from a middle guy? Because I always when sure. I do my picks normally in a race, and I don't know if it'll come out like this for Daytona because it's such a crapshoot. But I'll usually pick my winner, and then I'll pick my two long shot guys. Okay, who's your middle you know, pack? My, I I really like Bubba Wallace on the podium at plus nine hundred. Okay. No way. No way. Well, Todd has raced at Daytona seven times. He has an average finishing position of 14.9. Todd, he's basically driving the same car as Hamlin nowadays. I mean, he's driving a Joe Gibbs affiliated race. It's a Joe Gibbs car. So before you crap all over Connor. No, no, Connor. Here's well. Here's my thing. Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace finished second in his first Daytona 500 with a crappier race car than he's going to be in on Sunday. Yeah, I believe me, he wasn't. But listen, I don't. I hate to, you know, bring Richard Petty, the king, down, but I'm with you. All right, I, I hear what you're saying. 
<laughs> I hear what you're saying, but he's not Denny Hamlin, number one. Okay, let's get that out of the way right he's now. He's Denny Hamlin's car. Now, we just saying, to learn them from Denny Hamlin, too. Right. I can race Denny Hamlin's car. But here's the other thing. The, uh, the here's here's why I wouldn't bet him. All right, I'm not. I'm, I, I, I personally, I don't think he's got a shot. But here's how I wouldn't bet him. Because the storyline, it's bringing his odds number down. Yes. I believe you can find better odds on a different driver. I, I knew you were going there because we think like that. Connor yeah. doesn't think like that yet. Connor, yeah. and that's fine. Connor is a yeah. fan of the sport and he covers it. And Connor, you make a good point. I, he's yeah. in, he, he is a good plate driver. Uh, he's in better equipment. Todd is right, though. Uh, Bubba's odds to win right now are probably are at 3,300. They should probably be down around the plus 5,000 range. Yep. But uh, because he's so popular, that's why Chase, too. Chase Elliott is the Chicago Cubs. Chase Elliott is the Dallas Cowboys. Chase Elliott is – so you, you have to keep that in mind when you decide to bet on the number nine because of the public money that every week is going to go on him because he is by far the most popular driver in the sport. A couple of guys who are deep field um, who I would definitely sprinkle on. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at plus 2,500. Uh, one of the best, perennially one of the best restrictor plate drivers out there. If not, I mean, Connor, with the equipment he's in, I think you could make an argument that he might be the best restrictor plate driver out there right now with the equipment that he drives with. And he's constantly bringing in top fives. He's always even, right there. Yeah, even when he was at uh, Roush Fenway, he wasn't at, I, I don't think Roush Fenway's had that good of cars. No. Uh, recent. Uh, either so yeah I mean you're you're completely right there too but he he's right in the swing of things anytime they go to Daytona or Talladega I had him written down too at plus 2500 to win that's a really good uh take for a unit or so and um, they'll, they'll, I'll probably have him. go ahead yeah I'll probably have him on uh on my sheet too that's pretty bold of you though Chris uh to admit that you like Ricky Stenhouse Jr. <laughs> Because he's a Chris, Chris, car talks, guy. Chris talks real bad about Ricky behind his back. Well, listen. Ever since, <laughs> ever ge- since Dan, yeah, I'm jealous. Ever since Danica left him, dude, that kid's never been the I, same. I had a um, legit. The, Chad Lysico from the Register and I were at Knoxville. It was um, Wednesday night of the Nationals, one year, and we're sitting at Dingus. Chad and I have a thing. We never go in until the features start like i don't watch heat races i don't watch qualifying you guys are so weird i i i'd rather (laughs) i'd rather sit with my family there at the dingus and uh then go in there and uh whatever but we're sitting and and it's me and chad and a couple other people who we know and then all of a sudden clint boyer danica patrick and ricky stenhouse jr walk in and they just they sit by us and they were they were awesome other than ricky ricky was not awesome Danica, really? Danica was I would, great. I would have picked a different individual from that group that I would have. Danica was great. She, Danica was phenomenal. She took a selfie with us. Like she actually took the picture. Boyer and I had a beer together, talked late models. <laughs> Excuse me. But yeah, it, anyways, he is. Clint, Boy, Clint Boyer's a guy's guy, no, man. He's yeah. He's awesome. a drink a cold bush light and have a, have a beer with him and talk. I told him about my passion for late models and we really hit it off. Um, That's awesome. So, I think Stenhouse, pound for pound, is the best uh, driver out there on these tracks. I think that he is worth a flyer at plus 2,500. And the other guy is uh, Matt DiBenedetto, uh, another guy. He's at plus 3,000, and he is one of the best. I, I, I think he's not at Ricky's level, but he's been really close 
on a lot of these plate tracks. And we all know Daytona is such a crapshoot. Like, I just think that if you are going to bet this race, pick a favorite, pick one of those middle guys, and, and you want to dumb down your units as you do this. So put a unit on your favorite, put three-fourths of a unit on the middle guy, and then maybe put a half unit on a couple of these long shots that we're giving you. I would not advise, Todd, as this is kind of a preview for the entire season, I would not advise people to do this on a weekly basis. This is strictly a Daytona play. These long shots do not win very often on short tracks or on cookie cutters, but they do at these restrictor plates. So we'll do another one later, maybe middle of the season, and we'll we'll talk some NASCAR and and all that stuff. But, again, I want people to realize I would never, ever, on any other track other than Daytona or Talladega, sit here and tell you to bet on a plus 5,000 guy because they just (laughs) – in this sport, it doesn't happen. This is not like golf where, you know, an amateur can come out of nowhere to win a Masters or, you know, whatever. That doesn't happen in racing because equipment is such a big deal. When you're at a restrictor plate track, equipment doesn't matter nearly as much because the the cars are designed to be the exact same. Connor, do you have anything else you want to add to that before we move on? Uh, if you're really hungry to bet, I'm, I post a uh, video on Twitter uh, before every cup race. And I usually do truck and Xfinity too. Um, you're sick, and last, but I last year it. we hit, last year we hit three plus two thousands Woo! in the same Woo! month and a half. So there you go. Well, did you just pick, uh, did you just pick Kurt Busch of the truck series? Cause freaking guy doesn't Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. Come on. Don't get your Bush brothers mixed up. That's a bad look, Todd. At least they spell their name right. All right, let me let me chime in here. Let me chime in here from the not the non racing guy. I didn't Perfect. know what the Bush clash was. Um, there's 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 too much Bush in racing. Todd was completely uh, dumbfounded that there was a race on Tuesday. Yeah, it fantastic. It's, it's Tuesday, but I love this. This is like Indy 500. You know, you had carburetor days, and I'm like, I totally get it. All right, so here here's what I'm kind of looking at. I do have a Bush, and 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 I like. I like him because Kurt Busch has got a 33% top three yeah. in this race overall. Uh, you could get that at plus 600, which I like. So on DraftKings, you could do top three or pick to win. So I like it there. I like Martin Truex. He's 10% top three. He's a little bit worse odds. I would say Kurt's better. But I'm following three young guys. I don't know why I like these guys, but I just do. I remember this Ryan Priest last year. It was kind of a dingy, crazy, wrecky. Like, Stenhouse always finds his way into a wreck. I don't like Logano. Um, I'm getting off track here. I don't like Logano because he's too risky. Like, he'll risk it too early, and he's going to cause a big crash. Just watch for that. Hey, Todd, can I, I like, interrupt you? Can I interrupt yeah, you real quick? Yeah. If, if you're betting Priest, they don't have a charter. So they have to qualify on Thursday. If you're listening to this before the duels happen, Priest yep. might not make the race. He's not guaranteed a spot in the race. There's eight guys fighting for that on Thursday during the duels. Um, but it, they're fighting for four spots. I would point out, too, to add to that, Todd, uh, write this on your notes for Priest. He is Ricky Stenhouse's teammate. Are they? Is he with Doherty Racing? Yes. Yes. Okay. So what happened? They, there's 36 charters. So there's 36 guaranteed spots in a field of 40 every week, and they're going to try to run the whole season uh, without a charter, without a guaranteed spot. 
in the race. Well, just so, qualify. What the situation happened is like there's expired and someone else bought it. So got it. So got my it. point is, if he does get in the show, right. he, I has like an the el- he has an elite teammate. Okay. So that's yeah, elite, to share elite. info with and. Yeah. Well, an elite teammate who's end up going to end up crashing because he's a magnet for wrecks. That's seventeen. He is. Or whatever. He's, he's one of those reckless sprint car guys that they just yeah. run around like a bat out of hell. <laughs> so I like this priest if he makes it because that's plus two thousand top three there. It's he, will be his fifth race. I watched the race Tuesday. Um, I'm a fan of the number eight, and I like this type, this Reddit kid. He's uh, I love him. He's an old late wow. model boy. He, yeah. you know, uh, it's funny. I do my NASCAR fantasy league that, that I'm in. It's it's a diehard one. Okay, it's a lot of the like, it's a lot of people who cover NASCAR and stuff are in this fantasy league, and I almost, I almost Connor. I was at a point where I it was my third pick, and I was right into that range where there's nobody I love, and I almost totally jumped, like. 10 spots really in power ratings to take this Reddit kid that you're talking about. I think that his team really was strong last year. I I think that, you know, you compare him to his teammate, Austin Dillon, who is a bit of a silver spoon. You know, he's coming along and and doing much better now, but Reddick is a blue collar kid who earned his way into there through the dirt racing. I used to watch him, uh, my uncle Dick and I used to travel around the country and watch dirt late, uh, dirt weight models. And Tyler Reddick is a 18 year old, you know, hauling ass around. Oh, it was, he was he was fun to watch. Um, I I love that call. I think that he's a guy who really overperforms this season. Connor Tyler Reddick. When it comes to Reddick, man, he he carried Richard Childress racing last year. Yeah, he was he was the team. I mean, that kid. I know Austin Dillon got that win at what was it, Texas. That he won it. Um, but no, Reddick is, he's been right there. He's really good at Homestead. I can't wait for Homestead because I'm definitely riding Reddick. I, dude, I got like seven of my winners picked already. Uh, well, don't do that. You got to just. No, I know. I, it'll, it'll come when race time comes, but I know I'm going to get there and be like, oh, I've been waiting for this one for seven weeks. All right. We, we, all, we only have so much time. Can we move on? All right. To the- La- my last, my last okay. two things, real quick. I like Busher. Here's why I like him in the top three. Here's his last three la- races at Daytona. Third, fifth, ninth. That right. guy's going to be up front. It's good he's, like he's trending down. What? I said it sounds like he's trending down. Yeah, I know. He has. He has. <laughs> Third, fifth, ninth. Uh, and then and there's a bet on DraftKings. It's even money, and here's why it's good. Odd number wins. I like Hamlin, 11. Busher, 17. Priest, 37. Bush, 1. Truex, 19. Those are all odd numbers. Why wouldn't I bet that at even, even money for the odd number to be the car number? Yeah. I mean, it's logic. Yeah. Because if yeah. you want to bet like the even number, like you got to pay the juice. Okay. Um, while we move on to the season, one thing I would recommend doing every week, it's my favorite way to do all this, is to bet matchups. Um, the, every week, if you go on to these, wherever you bet, I know DraftKings has it, but it'll be like, oh, Ch- Chase, Han- Chase Elliott versus Denny Hamlin. Yeah. Um, to me, is the more fun way to bet NASCAR. Betting on one of 40 drivers is very difficult. So I just wanted to throw that out there Keep everybody uh, for everybody to keep in mind. I want to touch on a couple of storylines as we head into the year that I think have mass appeal to our audience. And the first one is uh, we'll get to Chase Elliott here. 
Um, but I think Kyle Larson coming back to the sport after um, really um, screwing up his entire career uh, with the racial slur on iRacing, he is coming back, Connor, to race for the best team in the sport, the New York Yankees of NASCAR. He screwed up on the iRacing deal and is falling forward when it comes to his career. We had a hell of a time watching Kyle Larson put together one of the the, the greatest dirt season in the history of, of dirt racing last year when you combine what he did in a sprint car and what he did in the late model. Um, doing something that I, you know, I told you prior to Portsmouth last year, I didn't think it was possible for a guy to jump into a late model. Granted, he had an amazing car, but still, I don't want to take away from the accomplishment for him to get in a car for the first time and win a Lucas Oil Dirt Series race is unfathomable. Like that, Todd, that's like, uh, I mean, it's like LeBron saying like, hey, I'm going to just try out for the Patriots and being a starting tight end. Like, without any training. I mean, what what this guy did last year in a dirt car, it will never be replicated. But he comes back to NASCAR now. And I personally, um, I in my fantasy league, and that's when we're kind of talking fantasy type stuff here, I took Kyle Larson with my second pick. Um, mm. So I there's seven of us in the league. I had the seventh and eighth picks. Because I won last year, so I had the last pick this year. And it's a snake-style draft. So I ended up taking uh, Truex with the seventh pick, and then I took Kyle Larson with the eighth pick. It, it is not the safest one. I think you can make an argument. This guy's been out of asphalt racing for a year now. Uh, how does he come back? I personally think that this guy's head is clear. I think that he is out to prove himself in more ways than one. And I don't think that you can overlook or the importance of having a mentor like Rick Hendrick and Jimmy Johnson being teammates with Chase Elliott. It's a different type of stable compared to what this young man has been used to. I think he's focused. Uh, I'm not saying Connor that I think Kyle Larson is going to go out and win a championship this year, but I definitely think he's a guy who could have kind of a Hamlin-Harvick type of season from last year where he rattles off a ton of races and he can win on a lot of different tracks. I like how NASCAR is setting itself up with more short tracks. That's helpful to a guy like Kyle Larson. You put him in this equipment. Personally, I'm very bullish on Larson going back into this year. Connor, I know you're a big fan of his. Do You You got to give me some objective commentary here. How do you think he performs? Sure. Yeah, no, well, the only thing that he didn't do last year, I mean, he won in basically every dirt series we cover on Always Race Day, minus the World of Outlaws late models. Take that for what it's worth. Right, Chris? Correct. Uh, no, <laughs> he, did, uh, he never raced with him, so there you go. <laughs> He's probably kind of scared, too. Those guys are heavy hitters. <laughs> Anyways, no, uh you got to remember that Larson in NASCAR before was in the Chip Ganassi 42 and Kurt Busch is a really good driver. I think he drives that team up. Uh, but we saw Matt Kenseth go in that car and really stinking up. And is, is that because he's old or is that because the car is not good? You kind of don't know. Uh, but Kyle Larson screwed himself into a better ride uh, than he's ever had before in NASCAR. Frankly, it's not even uh, close. No. Yeah. And so, he was one of the up and coming, really good drivers, you know, top 10, top eight, seven driver 
in NASCAR before this. Now he's in a good car, so I'm I'm excited to see what he can do. I think he's going to go out and win that Bristol dirt race, uh, and I think we're I think you're dumb if you don't bet Larson in the Bristol dirt race, but uh, I I think he's going to have a really good year. Uh, Todd, does that storyline interest you as a casual fan? You know what? It's uh, uh, yes, because we've all been, you know, we, we've all been in this pandemic, Chris. Mm-hmm. And um, Kyle Larson was at the beginning of this, like this eye racing and as a gambler, that's really all that there was, right? I mean, there, there was a lot of gambling on this. You had prominent drivers from across different platforms in this eye racing. And what we went through in the summer, um, he was out at the front of this. I think if you go to his website, it's KyleLarsonRacing.com, and you read, uh, basically his website talks about what he did. Um, he's, he's actually, uh, he used the N-word uh, on, on an open channel, uh, one of these broadcasts. And Kyle Larson is actually, um, you know, he's part Japanese, right? So Yes, he is. <laughs> he... Uh, I think he could. I think the story behind him, he can lead the way in getting people to a better mindset, right? And he, like you said, he's falling forward. He's falling forward in this too. So there's the number one storyline. The number two is he was racing that stupid Target car, which I which I think sucks, and has never <laughs> been well. I've never liked the driver in that thing. And like you said, he gets to go with the best race team um, there is in NASCAR. It's there the Yankees. Been. That's the best but, way to put it. It, it, yeah, and I think I think you getting him number two pick in a in a snake draft at eight overall is a steal. I I hope so, and I, I like to pick drivers too. I mean, I've been in these leagues for so long. I like to pick drivers I want to root for. Yeah, and I'm with you. And I think it'd be got to root for him. Like he will. He he's accepted this. He's taking it on. He's I, falling forward. He's being deliberate about what he does to help entrench um, underserved people in the in the NASCAR community. He wants to bring kids of color into the sport. Like he he took this and made the best of it. He was cast off. I followed what he did, and I understand what you guys are saying. I still don't understand how you freaking race for like nine hours inside a building and breathe all that freaking smoke uh, for the he's chili bowl. Won that, he's won that one two times in our Yeah, but he won everything. Like, Insane. every time he got in the car, he won everything so he can drive, too. I, I hope that he my, – my my hope for Kyle Larson is that he comes out of this a much better human. Um, I think he is, and I think, like so you're fun. saying, Todd, I think that he can help the sport grow. We saw a lot of that between that and what happened with Bubba Wallace and Talladega. Uh, and I, that's what I'm pushing for. I'm a, I love this sport. It's part of my family, part of my culture, uh, that I grew up in. Uh, I love it more than anything. And I was really proud of it last year, how it kind of grew. And I know Kyle Larson was a dark spot on that, but my goal and my hope is that he can be a beacon of hope and light, um, coming out of it and can be a great redemption story, not a fake redemption story. We see those all the time in sports. I want it to be a gen, and I, I think it, he seems humbled to me. Uh, I met Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson's been on my radio show two, three times um, mm. when he was coming to Knoxville and stuff. Uh, I never got a great vibe. Uh, I met him down at a go kart race once that I was that I was participating in with Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart wrecked me that day, by the way. <laughs> Tony Stewart. There's a YouTube video 
I, I had a GoPro in my car, and he absolutely spun me out. He is a competitive son of a gun. Um, but, yeah, that's my goal for him, and I like to pick guys I can root for because it makes it a lot more fun in the fantasy realm. You know, another guy uh, who everybody seems to root for, I was a Bell, I grew up at a Bill Elliott home, uh, so it was natural for me that Chase Elliott, one of the great sports memories of my life, uh, Chase was driving in the Canaan Pro Series out at the Iowa Speedway. It was a random Friday night. My old man and I went out there, and we watched Chase Elliott win. I believe it was his first Canaan Pro Series race at the Iowa Speedway, and uh, my dad and I were like choked up because just watching 16-year-old son of Bill Elliott, who was our hero growing up, um, and there's a lot of people out there like that, Connor. You're a Chase Elliott fan as well. My my point that I'd like to make is it's super difficult to repeat. It's a little bit like betting the Super Bowl winner to go and and win the next year too. You know, the one thing I would say here, um, having studied these races, and I, I'll watch many of these races multiple times, I think Chase has always had great equipment. He's always been in the best equipment. I think Chase Elliott, the driver, changed last year and I think we saw that on Tuesday night as well during the Bush clash. The move he made on his best friend, Ryan Blaney, it wasn't dirty. It was a hard racing move. But that was a racing move that Chase Elliott would never have made three years ago. Chase Elliott was the guy getting wrecked constantly three years ago. And something clicked in him last year. That's why he won the championship. His aggressiveness level, he realized he can't be this passive um, he can't be this passive elite driver and elite equipment because that's not good enough at the top series of the sport. So while I wouldn't place money to say he repeats because that's really freaking hard, I, my money would probably be on like a Harvick or a Hamlin type as far as winning the NASCAR championship this year. Uh, I do think, Connor, that the recipe is there for Chase to repeat just because I think he grew as a driver that much. It's not... I don't think that he's ever going to have be in a situation where he's in worse equipment. Those Chevys got a lot better from the start of last year to the end, and I don't see him dropping off this year. When you talk about uh, the schedule, the schedule's completely different this year. Big shakeup. They uh, diversified it. They put a dirt race on there, but they're going to road courses seven times in 36 races. And he's the best road course driver in the sport. Yes, exactly. You got right where I'm coming from. I think he's won... Oh, man, I should have this in front of me. He's won the last few points races on road courses. I mean, the kid can really drive, especially when it comes to turning left and right, uh, which, and I think that'll just benefit him this year. If he can pick up, I, I think there's a solid chance he can pick up four out of those seven, honestly. Yeah. Like, and you do that and you are, you know, going to the playoffs with that many wins and that many bonus points, That that's what the regular season – uh, the bonus points you win across that can really save you uh, and basically punch your ticket to uh, the final four. And everyone complaining about Harvick not making it last year has no merit in that because he could have done better in the regular season and he screwed up in the round of eight. And that's the point of the new format of the sport. This is not, well, here, whoa, whoa, this is whoa, not whoa. 1990. Uh, let me, let me say, let me say two things. Cause I want to chime in on Chase Elliott because you said something, Chris, and, I know this will shock people. I listen. I understand car racing, and the move that he made last night, or the where he was positioned last night, is what's changed. So he's aggressive on a road course in the right position, 
Whereas Bellaney was aggressive on the road course in the wrong position because when he was coming around him on those big hips that he was on, you saw those cars bouncing early. He had nowhere to go, so Blaney was doing it the wrong way. Oh, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I'm I mean, saying think- Chase three years ago was so passive as a driver. He would have yeah. he would have never made that aggressive of a move. I love it. And that's where you learn. Like, if you're watching the tape and doing it, you learn not only do you have to be aggressive as a race car driver and obviously fearless, but it's when you do it at the right places on the track. And he was in the right position where maybe in the past as a younger driver, he would have been the guy on the outside, right? And tried to maybe get a little aggressive or back off. <clears throat> but he was in the right place last night too, which I loved. Um, talk to a novice because NASCAR changes every year on how they perform their points and playoffs. Where do we see this year? Sure. So you want to race, you're in the playoffs. Um and you get five bonus points to start each round with, right? And then 16 guys, 16 different guys might win a race this year. I think that's something to look for, but I you know, I don't know how realistic that is. Uh, but the rest of it is decided on points after that. But once you get in the playoffs, you get bonus points. You get a bonus point every time you win a stage during the year. We've seen guys, I think Kyle Busch did it, go into the playoffs with 60 bonus points uh, to start each round with. So you could you could literally skip a race and still be first in the standings there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so once they get to the playoffs, it's it's points racing and the bottom four get eliminated after three races. Um, it's easier to explain when you get there, but it's a really cool kind of bracket trim down thing they do. All right, gentlemen, uh, I think that's good. We went about 45 minutes here on the NASCAR season and specifically the Daytona 500, but this was a blast. I had so much fun with this. And, Connor, it'd be fun to bring you and always race day into the mix throughout the year. Uh, especially Todd's really good at lining up guests and stuff. It's kind of these niche sports. I, perha- I, I for one, and I know I'm optimistic here. I know that I'm not exactly bi- unbiased with, with racing. I think that NASCAR, and it's one of the reasons why I wanted to invest in build always race day with Connor, I think the entire sport of racing is going to be growing uh, with the streaming that we're seeing at the local level. And then I think that NASCAR, uh, under the leadership of Steve Phelps, is really set up. I, I read the Sports Business Journal religiously, and NASCAR's demographic has gone from being by far, bar none, the worst in sports when it comes to advertisers and television and all that. And it's quickly becoming much younger. And a lot of that is a lot of the old, um, a lot of the old rednecks aren't happy with the way that they're going, and they're leaving. And with that, uh, you know, younger, uh, different types of fans are like Connor. You know, guys like Connor's age are, I think, paying attention to the sport for the first time. And I hope that they can keep it up. Uh, at the end of the day, the product on the track is what matters, and they're finally screwing up, screwing around with that schedule that I've been bitching about for ten years now. Um, and I, I'm really excited to get the season going. Connor, do you have any parting thoughts? Yeah, we get a truck race in Knoxville this year, so yes. let's do it. Looking forward to the truck race in Knoxville. I might even cover that one with you. I might even put the old guy. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be uh, hard for me to pay. Is this, is, this I, a good time to te- is this a good time to tell you my dad bought you a ticket? I already have four tickets, but that's okay. I'll uh, sit with your dad. This is good. We're overbooked. Yeah, awesome. we, we, Todd can go. I mean, Todd can go. I, 
I will tell you this too. And I'll, um, you know, I got to meet obviously Connor through you, Chris. Uh, there are, there are two people that are extremely passionate about racing and I'm looking at both of them. You know, Chris, this is where you cut your teeth and you grew and your roots down in Clorinda. Mm -hmm. Connor, I don't know your story, but I can tell you this. You do like watch every lap and you do have good insight. And, and so what you guys are bringing to this, there's nobody out here, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very comfortable in saying this and I had to go on Twitter defending that we're just a cyclone fanatic is just a message board. This is really cool what you're doing. And even though I don't understand the dirt track, Connor lives, eats, breathes, sleeps this stuff. And uh, if you want good information when it comes to any form of racing, he's got it. And to have someone like Chris to invest and believe in you, Connor, uh, you're, you guys are in good hands. Always race day is, uh, is an awesome platform. Well, hey, I want to add, add this too real quick. If you're a reader like Todd or anything like that, message me anytime. Uh, you could probably find my email pretty easily, but just send me a DM on Twitter or tweet me any, any suggestions you have to make it easier for y'all to understand, uh, the kind of language I'm speaking. Sometimes it comes out and it's, it's all racing and I don't filter it. So no doubt. Uh, yeah, we, we want to be there for the, the, the good thing about the website is we're really popular amongst like the hardcore racing people. Yeah. Like racers actually are coming to always race day. We need to get to a point where we're also appealing to guys like Todd and the more casual fans as well. So we'll keep working at that. We're still just a baby. We are an infant when it comes to being a media company, but I hope this was informative to everybody uh, who wants to go to the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Casino this weekend and bet on the great American race. Hopefully we can help you uh, make some money, and uh, that's, that's what we're all about here. So, Todd, we'll be back next week, and um, yep. my, our, our assignments, uh, we need to start locking in. March Madness is coming up around. I do want to make one quick announcement. We are going to have our own forum on CycloneFanatic.com coming up here pretty yeah. soon. It's going to be the Action Fanatics Forum. Um, I have already worked with the developers, and that is under progress. So that'll be really cool, uh, and we'll have a place for everybody to get together and kind of talk sports betting and uh, share information and do all that great stuff. So with that, um, for Todd Kirk, for Connor Ferguson, my name is Chris Williams. Uh, good luck this weekend, everybody. Um, be safe and uh, have a great weekend. Thanks.